Welcome to Oldest to Youngest. I'm Natalie, the oldest. I'm Thomas, the youngest. We're curious Catholics who like to converse and explore topics from the Catholic way. We come up with questions, do some research, and then talk about it. We hope you enjoy our banter and learn something along with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. So, today's episode is on Advent. As and, Advent, yeah. Uh, we're we doing something else too, right? Advent and spiritual health? Spiritual health. Well, yeah. it's funny because you sent me the list of topics and you said Advent and spiritual health. Those are the podcast mm. episodes we're going to be recording. And I thought, wow. Well, at first I thought, actually I lied. At first I thought, I was like, that's a weird combination. And then it, as I started to prepare mm. for this episode, I was like, wow, Thomas, you got something going on. Like, I'm this secretly is your... a genius. Yeah, it was great. And I was like, well, you know, Advent is a time, like just like Lent, is yeah. a time to like increase your spiritual growth. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, all of the things that I was like coming across was like Advent and spiritual health go great together. This would be good for our audience too, because I mean that if you didn't catch this episode during Advent, you can still like listen to it right. and focus it's not... on spiritual health. There's... Right. Never not a time you can't work on spiritual health. Right, absolutely. And using this time of Advent to continue spiritual health. Yeah. But then, as we sat down to record before the show, you were like, oh, Natalie, Two no. episodes, right? <laughs> and I was like, oops. I, I thought like, it was one. I was like, what are we doing for the other episode then? We got out of topic. Yeah, so. <laughs> what is Advent? Yeah. Um. So... Actually, I was wondering, um, I know, Thomas, you and I talked, we could start with a prayer first. Yeah. Um, so this is a prayer um, by Henry Nowen. Um, actually, Father Steve last year for Advent gave us a wonderful little booklet. Is it Henry Nowen or Nguyen? New I'm not Nowen, sure. N-O-U-W-E-N. Okay, that's... Nowen. Definitely, if you're pronouncing how it spells, it's definitely Nowen. Nowen. But... Who knows? English language. Yeah, I know there is a Henry Newen. Oh, that's, that might so be why I'm confused. Okay, maybe there's two different. Anyway, so, Holy Father, the Son, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, Master of both the light and the darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon my preparations for Christmas. I, who have so much to do and seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day, I, who am anxious over many things, look forward to your coming among us. I, who am blessed in so many ways, long for the complete joy of your kingdom. My heart is heavy, and I seek the joy of your presence. I am yours, walking in darkness, yet seeking the light. To you I say, come Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 I really love the come Lord Jesus. Yeah. Because uh, I'll mention later, but I watched this video by Father Mark Mary, and he talks about the difference between Lent and Advent. But uh, one of his things was like, Advent is the time of asking Jesus to come into our lives, and to you know, as we're preparing for Jesus, you know, hmm. coming right. <clears throat> so that whole point is to bring Jesus into our hearts and prepare a place for Him there. So, I, yeah, I really love that prayer. That's good. I prayer. think part of being, like, spiritually healthy, too, yeah. is open to God. And yeah. And open to his coming in various yep. ways that he comes to us. So that's pretty, pretty neat, too. Mm-hmm. The neat, the, another tie-in. Yeah. With Advent and spiritual health. Yeah. No, I think there's definitely, 
a lot to talk about between the two. So let's get into it. Um, so catechism, the catechism, what does the catechism tell us about Advent? Um, so there is a brief section on Advent right before Christmas. So you can find it, um, the quote that I will be quoting is 524 in the catechism. Um, so when the church celebrates the liturgy of Advent each year, she makes present this ancient expectancy of the Messiah. For by sharing in the long preparation for the Savior's first coming, the faithful renew their ardent desire for his second coming. By celebrating the precursor's birth and martyrdom, the church unites herself to his desire. He must increase, but I must decrease. End quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I thought that was kind of cool because um, it, it's a good reminder that what what are we waiting for? We're not waiting for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Christmas yeah. is just a celebration. Yeah, it's the an anniversary right. of Christ's birth. What we're really waiting yeah. for, what Christmas is really all about, is Jesus coming again. Yeah. It's the second time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that catechism does a nice, that little snippet does a nice reminder of, mm. hello, this is why we're here. This yeah. is what we're waiting for. We're not waiting for Christmas. We're not waiting to give gifts. We're not waiting for pumpkin pie, pecan pie. Although that's a pretty good thing to wait for. Those are great things to wait for. Not <laughs> not quite as good as Jesus, but no. <laughs> not nearly as good. Um, I really love the end of that, though. Um, the I must decrease mm-hmm. and Jesus must increase. I think that's part of accepting Jesus into our hearts, because if we're all about I, myself, me, you know, um, then... Jesus, there's not going to be room for Jesus in there, right? Right. And, you know, to make a note of that, too, is, like, whenever we ask Jesus, may I decrease and he increase, it's not like he's just going to take over us, right? No. And, like, we're just going to be, like, mindless bodies, right? right? That's not what we believe. No. What we believe is that he will give us those graces and be- help us be more ourselves. Right. Yeah. And become we become more because he is in in us and, mm-hmm. and stronger in us. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a great part of spiritual health, right? Um, is, you know, we're more, we're more how we should be. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. we have Christ in, in us and mm-hmm. stronger. Yeah. So Advent, um, we were talking about like the origins of Advent and when yep. did it first start when you were kind of prepping for this and, like you were saying, you couldn't really find too much. It wasn't it's... a whole lot. Um, it's a little bit more vague than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like in the year so-and-so, so-and-so. Um, Pope Pius the Third mm-hmm. established Advent as a celebratory period right, of penance of and <laughs> preparation. And that's not the case. No seems like so you, do you have some information on this yeah so one article i found um talked about that it, it was sort of unofficially celebrated mm-hmm. um but there wasn't a certain time limit or like customs to follow um it was sort of unofficial until um the time of pope saint gregory the uh, seventh mm-hmm. from about 1073 to 1085 he made, um, he had a couple homilies and synod, synods on it mm. and uh, 
talked about the the importance of Advent and actually kind of made it like part of the liturgy. Yeah. Um, for the for the Christmas season. Okay. So that's kind of really all I. And yeah. then I think it became bigger. You know. Yeah, I think um, it kind of built and like it became a practice. So um, my article that I found is from the Catholic News Agency, <clears throat> and. The name Advent came from the Latin word Adventus, which hmm. signifies a coming. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> that makes, makes sense. sense. Um, so if you wonder why, why is it called Advent? Well, it's a Latin word. Adventus. As Adventus. 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 Yeah. Um, and apparently it kind of um, became like a big thing in monasteries hmm. to prepare to fast during the... Um, month of christmas um so the month of december to prepare for christmas um before to prepare for the anniversary and stuff and um it was between i think saint martin's day and christmas so it was commonly called the saint martin's lent because it was quite a lot like lent in the fact that like there was fasting days almsgiving things like these um uh, ecclesiastical offices it says here uh, which I'm not too familiar with um, I think it's <clears throat> I won't say what I think it is because I'll probably be wrong <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes it was called St. Martin's Lent because of that and uh, it later was adopted by the laity huh. and the laity kind of picked it up and it kind of became a thing and then did it eventually become like official? I, you know what? It's so funny because now that you say that, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think so. I mean, it must be official now, mm. right? So right. I don't know. I mean, it's in the catechism now, so. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, it says the historical origin of Advent is not for certain. So before the end of the fourth century, there was really wasn't any ed- evidence that it even existed. Right. So it's huh. um, yeah mystery. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it is a mystery kind of season. Yeah, that's cool. But I I thought that you know like we were talking about um, what's the purpose of Advent? Mm. Like why have it and um a lot of the kind of research that i found on both spiritual health and um increasing your spiritual life and advent um the word repentance showed Mm. up a lot yeah um because one of the one of the um you know one of the thoughts that i had was that you can't really increase your spiritual health until you recognize what you need to change. Right. That makes sense. Um, a conversion. Right? Yeah. And a repentance. And, yeah. and part of that is acknowledging that you have done some things that maybe you shouldn't have done and or you have some habits that aren't necessarily healthy. Yeah. Right? And so you're working at using Advent. You can use Advent to change those. Mm-hmm. Um, in that respect, it sounds a lot like Lent, right? Right. Because that's 
very similar to how Lent is, right? We're fasting and um, turning ourselves around, going to confession. So it kind of sounds like the practices of Advent are very similar. Very sen- similar to Lent and, yeah, sort of practices. and. Um, I think the purposes are different, though. And I that's where so. they differentiate. Yeah. The, yeah, what? Well, I mean, we should do an episode on Lent, I suppose. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's coming up there. soon. So, ah! I know, right? Um, so, like, the other, you know, the, the one of the articles I read about spiritual health, increasing our spiritual life, uh, was called Ten Principles of the Spiritual Life by Monsignor Haints. Um, and he talked about, kind of like, I did sort of like summed up you know, some of his stuff, but, you know, the, really the thing that he, that kept coming up in all of the 10 points was, um, there needs to be silence, mm-hmm. prayer. Mm. That's actually goes into what I was thinking. Sorry. And Advent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So silence, prayer and spiritual reading, especially the Bible. Um, and he talks about how it requires a lot of self-discipline to make those habits. Mm-hmm. And he like strongly suggested start small, yeah. you know, like, uh, what's pick, picking one habit that you want to replace with something more healthy mm. like maybe not uh, not reading so much of those muddy romance books right. and maybe you know reading more of the bible or yep. spiritual saint life or, or you know start stop a little bit of youtube watching and start a little bit more bible reading yes <laughs> yeah yeah, and I'm I'm totally. Mm. That's why I said this muddy romance. No, oh. like, for me, that for oh, me, totally. I have thought of the YouTube videos, all the YouTube videos <laughs> yeah. I watch. So, uh, speaking of YouTube videos, um, it, this ties in a little bit. Uh, one of the ones I listened to, the difference between Lent and Advent by Father mm. uh, Mark Mary uh, for Ascension Presents. He talked about one of those habits that you can start is just promise yourself that you'll show up everywhere for fi- five minutes early. Just five minutes wow. and use that time for prayer. And imagine like wow. how much, and he said, even if you're like 90% effective, 50% effective, like imagine how much more minutes you're praying. Yeah. Just show, show up early to somewhere, wherever you're going, five minutes early. And he says, imagine how world of a difference it would make, especially like right before you're doing something, right? Right. Staying so I, I really thought it was beautiful. Yeah. And sort of just using that time to pray. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, except I'm not going to a whole lot of places. Me either. So maybe so. that was like during COVID, <laughs> you know, how many people are going everywhere, you know. <laughs> I love that for when we get back to normal. Yeah, though. maybe something for Lent. That's not bad. Yeah. Because then good. you have to prepare yourself in advance, too, because right. then now you're actually kind of sacrificing other things to make sure yeah. that you're actually preparing to get there five minutes Sometimes early. Sometimes it's really hard to get out of the door five minutes yeah. earlier. Yeah. So I think that's really awesome, and it can. Like it's one that. of those habits that really help other things as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean that's a great, you know. And I think for like your spiritual health, that we don't feel so rushed mm-hmm. everywhere, and because yeah. part of you know another article I read talked about like you can't assess spiritual health just by how much you pray or how much mm-hmm. you read the Bible. Yeah. Um, they talked a lot about being present in mm-hmm. this moment right now, which is 
extremely powerful way to allow God to work through you. Because if you're not in the present, mm-hmm. you're not one spiritually right. healthy, at least in that moment. Yeah. And uh, God, it's harder for God to work through yeah, you. Yeah, God is like, with you now. You, not, right. He will be with you later. He was with you in the right. past, but he's with you now. Right. And that's where he wants you to focus, right? Because we are here right now. Yeah. Um, we are not omnipresent like the Lord. Yeah. So I, so when I, when you said, um, what was the thing you read? Um, I think it was, you mentioned silence. Yeah. I was thinking of like, what is those 10 principles? Yeah. What is this like something you can ask yourself to see? Um, are you spiritually healthy? And one of the things that first came to my mind is, can you sit in silence and pray? Because so often now I feel that we're so, like, we always have ears plugged in, listening to music, watching videos, have the news on. We're so anxious and we're just so consumed by all these things. I feel like that silence Mm -hmm. really is where we can hear Jesus, right? Um and so when it, that was the first thing that came to my mind is when a spiritually healthy person, they can like pray in silence, um, and not be bothered by it. And yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good way to look at it. Um, I think there was another, um, kind of a, a assessment. It was sort of like, these are questions that you can ask yourself if you're mm-hmm. in order to kind of assess your spiritual health. And oh, cool. this article from uh, Regis Nicole, "Time for Spiritual Time for a Spiritual Health Assessment," um, kind of talks about like looking at the questions and scaling yourself basically on those questions from one to ten. Mm. One being uh, not at all, right? Yeah. Ten being like I think I'm really good at this. Um, do you think, do you want me to go through them? Yeah. Kind of just like, you, you want to test me? Them? See how my, <laughs> well, my spiritual health is going to be on the Well, I don't know podcast. if you want to be like, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> um, all right. So I will. I mean, I always have uh, room to improve. So. Uh, so basically, um, the first one was, do you look at, uh, so your amount of loving attitude, right? Towards things. So loving attitude. Yeah. So on a scale of one to 10, so looking at situations and things, what's your, what's your loving attitude towards, Mm. towards life? Um, just actually, this is actually interesting. I mean, I like to smoke cigars, pipes, stuff like that. Um, well, cigars and pipes, that's it. Not anything, stuff like that. (laughs) <laughs> that's all I do. Um, but, you know, I like to go outside, enjoy the stars, and smoke a cigar or some pipe tobacco. And one of the things that I always think about is just how incredibly blessed I am. Mm. To be born in America, to be born in a big, beautiful family, to have, like, a wonderful job, especially in, like, the pandemic that's going on right now. Like, to be talented, to be healthy, like, I'm just typically overwhelmed by how um, just blessed that God has made me, and 
that. And maybe that's my loving attitude. <laughs> um, I like that. Um, so I definitely I, take it for granted sometimes. But. I think in the interest of time, maybe we should just like talk, like go through the questions, like and just. I'll just list the questions and we can kind of talk about them maybe at the end. Okay. So um, I did the first question. Yeah, there we you go. You guys do the rest at home. Yes. So uh, do we find it easier to experience joy and peace when things aren't going our way? Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten. Do we have more patience with frustrating people and circumstances? Mm-hmm. Are we tough. better at responding kindly to unkind people and returning mm-hmm. good for evil? Yeah. Have we become more faithful to the things we know is true? It's and good. are we... Better able to say no to harmful thoughts, desires, and temptations. I like that. So, um, it sort of like, yeah, categorizes your, uh, and I don't think it's like, for me, when I was reading this, you know, I got as, you know, as a therapist, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily your progress, that defines your like health or mental health it's yeah it's your the journey right so yeah. your um, effort it's your effort in... that goes into it right hmm. so i don't think like if you don't scale 10 on each of these things mm-hmm. you know maybe you should look at it as like you know i I would prefer to think of it maybe as a one through ten as like the effort you're putting into making yeah. these things different yeah. Um, and that varies from day to day, I would imagine, because for me, I can think of some days I have immense amounts of patience for right. frustrating people on uh, situations. Zero. <laughs> Zippo. Absolutely done. Not. I'm yeah. done. Um, so I really think that, like, and I thought it was nice, especially in Advent, to sort of ask yourself, you know, ask myself these questions and, um, Sort of be because I feel like be honest with yourself. Yeah. is a time of reflection. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and growth definitely. Um, we talked about that silence, right? And like, how can you reflect on yourself and your, what you're doing? Right. If you're not in the silence, right. right? If you're so overwhelmed by other things, I, I think too. Just in general, you know, with everything that's going on and all the suffering in the world right now. We can get so overwhelmed and anxious Yeah. that taking some time to sit with God by yourself in silence, nothing around you, and just, you know, bring to God, like, all the different things that you're worried about and stressed about, and then just be like, like Father Mark Mary said in that video, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus, like, heal my anxieties, heal my um, frustrations, all those things. Um yeah and i feel like the constant like you were saying the constant input that we always get mm-hmm. um that if we don't have that silence then i feel like it's it's worse like it gets our anxieties get worse yeah there's no time to unwind essentially no. right because we're always constantly mm. being even jesus like he went by himself out in the, to the desert, uh, in the, onto the mountain to like go and pray in silence away from people. And they didn't even have technology back then. No. So imagine right. like he must be asking of us now, you know, 
And I think of even our grandparents or our great-grandparents. They didn't have phones. They didn't yep. have the ability to just always toggle some noise on, whether mm-hmm. it be music or podcast. They and all of those things are great and yeah. wonderful. But I think, yeah, the, at that time, it took more effort mm-hmm. to have that sort of noise. So a lot of times you were just quiet, you know, yep. and a lot more silence back then. Um, and we don't ever have that and yeah. i think people i've definitely as a therapist i've noted the direct correlation between the amount of input and constant mm. uh stimulus that yeah. we get to anxiety and depression no uh, yeah, even like, just in i mean there's all sorts of research articles of out there about it yeah uh, not as many as i feel like we should have but i i, I definitely think that there's a huge you know what and and that <laughs> Not not necessarily related, but I think this whole meditation mindfulness movement is mm-hmm. basically um, making it sort of is like trying to get us to be silent. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, um, it is funny. It's like yeah, we have to sell it in a different package. You yeah, know, in order for it to get people to. Um, I just thought of something. Um, a book I might recommend um, that's really helped me uh, is called My Daily Life. I can't remember the author of it. It's a Jesuit priest. But it's a really awesome, tiny little book, but just packed full of information about, how, you know, your predisposition based off how you grew up, how you were raised, um, who you hung out with, and how that all affects you. But still recognizing that and having patience with yourself mm-hmm. and just... And he says in it, as I remember, like, God's not going to judge you for the hand you were dealt, but what you've done with it. Right. 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 I really like that. Yeah. I think that's so powerful, really, because it's, uh, it, it's not, yeah, he's not going to judge you for what, the things that you can't control. Right. But what you can control. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, as we get through this time of Advent and I think like, you know, COVID in general has really forced us to slow down. Yeah. And I think that that's as I was sort of doing research on both Advent Mm -hmm. and spiritual health, I think both really, especially like advent i feel it's a time to pump the brakes mm-hmm. like we feel like we are head first hurtling i always for myself like personally like i always take a vow like at the beginning of that i love mm-hmm. advent yeah, so much so and then it goes by boom done, done. You know, and i'm weeks. like what did That's i do it. what did i do with mm-hmm. my advent not a whole lot yeah. i can tell you it never ends up being a whole lot um and so i was actually really excited to do this episode because i was like ah, i can do you know i can think mm-hmm. about things that i want to do for yeah. myself <laughs> um but i think a lot of it is like slowing down spending some time in silence you know and thinking about like one habit that mm-hmm. we want to replace um i think another powerful thing that's always stuck with me is uh, a local priest here um, Father Rich, uh, he challenged last year, he challenged 
us to think of, actually, that was a Lenten challenge, but I think it's equally applicable yeah. for Advent, uh, the power of one. So he said to think of one person mm. that you want to pray for. Oh, yeah. One person. So you pick that this, yeah. one person and you pray for them the whole season. Yeah. Whether it be Lent or Advent, um, which I That's think really is really awesome. cool. So what's your one person? What's your one habit that you want to either change or mm. in replace with something? Because like the science between behind habits is that we can't change them until we find a replacement for them. Right. But, yeah. So if you are if you want to replace, you know, reading gossip columns, mm-hmm. what are you going to replace it with? Yeah, if you want to replace watching five hours of the news every day, right? what are you going to replace it with? Are you got to read? Like, you just I, can't sit you there can't for just five can't hours. You can't stop, right? Yes. Because it's not, you're not going to be one. God doesn't call us to be miserable. Mm-hmm. So what kind of good, healthy habits are you going to replace watching five hours of the news with? Because yeah. that's a big chunk of time. Yeah. Um, I might have and maybe you take, a little bit, hopefully. <laughs> maybe you take yeah. four hours away, right? Yeah. And start with... Just one hour. One. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, like, you thought of the question, what's your spiritual workout, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I think that that's a spiritual workout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just doing that, I think, is yeah, hard. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Make, building new habits is incredibly difficult. Yeah. So I'll be honest, I've been trying to wake up earlier <laughs> just to, you know, for my own sanity, um, to enjoy, like, more sunshine, but also to spend a little bit more time in prayer in the morning. Mm. I'm typically really great in spending time in prayer at night. Yeah. But in the morning, I'm it's just hard. like, I wake up <laughs> like I'm like a zombie you know, I stumble to my so laptop, hard. which is across my room, <laughs> and then I work. And um, it's not good, right? No. I should take some time to say some prayers, sit in silence Thank like God. we were saying. <laughs> Thank God for the day. And that's what I've been trying to work on this Lent. And that's very tough. inspiring. Yeah. You said Lent. <laughs> oh, sorry, Advent. Advent, it's not Lent yet. <laughs> Got more work to do during Lent. Yeah, more work. Yeah. No, I think that's really inspiring. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to work on that, too. That's so hard, though. I, what I found the hardest part is not waking up early, but going to bed early. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, if you don't go to bed early, you're not going to be able to wake no. up early. Yeah. You know? That's kind of like the whole five minutes, what are you going to sacrifice, yeah. right? And that's the thing is, like, I finish, you know, with some stuff at night, mm-hmm. you know, working out, you know, talking to people. And then it's like 10 p.m. and I'm like, oh, I just want, really want to like read, and chill, or like right. watch some YouTube or do something, <laughs> you know, paint some minis or something. And then before I know it, it's like midnight, 1 a.m. and I'm just like, oh shucks. Actually, can I uh, take that moment to segue into mm-hmm. a quote that yeah. I wanted to share because mm-hmm. it's part of the the Advent pamphlet that Father Steve uh, gave us yep. and. Uh, he also quoted it in one of his homilies, and I just loved it. Um, and I really think it speaks to those purposefully changing habits um, because it not only affects us, mm-hmm. but it affects everybody yes. around us yeah. because we become that visible light, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I think Advent and Lent are all about. How can we change ourselves 
to better not only us and so that God can work better through us, but so that other people can see God working through us, right? Because that makes, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, definitely. What's that uh, Michael Jackson song, Man in the Mirror? Oh, one of the verses he says, if you want to change the world, change yourself and make, or if you want to make a better place, change yourself. I can't rap like he does. (laughs) I can't make the the sings, but it says something like that. Yeah, like (laughs) if you want to make it, if you want to make a change in the world, make a change in yourself first. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, Sorry. so Please. the quote, uh, if you happen to be with an atheist who tells you that he does not believe in God, you can read him the whole library where it says that God exists and where it is proven that God exists and he will not believe you. However, if in the presence of the same atheist, you witness to a consistent Christian life, something will begin to work in his heart. It will be your witness that brings him the restlessness on which the Holy Spirit works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just loved that because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, in in the other piece of Advent and spiritual health and growth, I feel like it came from another the article by Regis Nicole. Basically said, spiritual health and growth starts in the head. Mm-hmm. It goes into the heart, and then it out through our hands. Yeah. So I th- I feel like that's. Yeah. I think that we've covered a lot today. I think in so. Our, um, our time. I, w- I had a couple of other things to talk about, though, briefly. Uh, yeah, and I forgot our trivia question. Oh, um, no. It's our trivia okay. question. So let's, I'll ask let's it right hear the now, trivia question and now. then we'll go into And then we'll the... talk a little bit more about what uh, I was so briefly mentioned. Basically, I was going to ask what do each of the colors of the Advent wreath stand for? Each of the candles' colors of the Advent so wreath. So purple and pink, right? Purple, pink, and white. Okay. White. It was Christmas time. Right? I knew that. Christmas time. I knew that. Change all the candles to white. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Now you it. know what I each did not of the colors that, are. Okay. Cool. But what do they stand for? Okay. All right. Uh, do I, should I answer now? No. No. Okay. I'll think about. It. Um, okay. So nativity scenes. They're pretty awesome, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, I like that one. I was in my okay. Bible study group and we watched. We watched a short video. I can't remember who did it, but he was talking about a Principio. Hmm. Which is an Italian nativity scene where Jesus, Mary, and Joseph are hidden in this busy town. Hmm. And you have to find them. So it's like Where's Waldo. Yeah, exactly. It's the Where's Where's Waldo of... Catholics. um, Catholics, (laughs) Catholics yeah. (laughs) And I thought this was really awesome because how true that is in life. Like, we have to... We talk about silence again, mm. sifting through the noise to find Jesus and to hear his voice, right? Mm-hmm. I just love that. I I want to make one now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> uh, like fun. I'm busy, yeah. Um, so that was that was the first thing I mentioned. I don't know if you have anything to say about that. No, I think that's really cool, though. I think it would be cool, especially if you have kids, you know, make... Yeah. Put up all the figures. Yeah, that would be, like, yeah, that would be a great activity. That would be fun. And, like, maybe just, like, all around the Christmas tree. Yeah, Instead of, like, cool. presents for now, just, like, a bunch of action My figures. My cats would and... have a field day, though. Yeah, that's true. If you have cats, you might. Or babies, you know, toddlers. <laughs> might yeah. also prove that difficult. Um, okay. And then the last thing I wanted to mention, uh, you were talking about um, how being that 
Christ other people mm. and how changing ourselves uh, we can be a witness to our faith um, I always think of it as I want to be a mirror mm. so like a mirror you don't like who looks at a mirror and is like oh what a beautiful mirror <laughs> you know no one does that no you look at yourself <laughs> you look at yourself right you or say, it reflects oh. things right right so my idea is is if we are a clean mirror we can reflect god's light and people will look at that mirror and see god's light and not recognize the mirror as maybe as a clean mirror a nice clean image but they'll be able to better see god's radiance mm, I right like that idea yeah that was just a that's a really but if you have a dirty mirror yeah if you're a dirty mirror you're not gonna see it as well right i like that a lot yeah i think that speaks to the whole purpose of changing habits and then like witnessing Mm. to others a good consistent christian life lifestyle yep and you know the cleaner you are the more consistently uh religiously habitual you are right all those good habits you're gonna people are going to look at you in a different way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that, all right. was, that was all right. Sorry. Trivia. No, trivia. don't apologize. So that was some cool stuff. So trivia question. All right. So Thomas, what are the colors of the... What do they mean? Yeah. But what are they first? Violet, rose. Oh, violet, white. rose, and white. Yeah. Or purple, pink, and white. No, no pink. <laughs> uh, funny, funny quote, Catholic joke. Can I mm. tell you a funny Catholic sure. joke? Two altar boys talking to each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one altar boy says, I really like father's pink robes. The other b- altar boy says, no, they're not pink, they're rose. And the other guy says, how do you know? And the other altar boy says, because Jesus rose from the dead in <laughs> pink from the dead. Ah, I ha, like ha, that. Ha. That's good. <laughs> That's clever. Okay. Um... So, Rose, <laughs> I am going to guess, stands for patience. No. <laughs> uh, so, Violet stands for... Oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, I want to guess the other oh, one, too. Okay. Sorry. Violet is determination and white <laughs> is purity. <laughs> Close. Okay, the white you got right. Okay. Okay, <laughs> so Violet, uh, so weeks one, two, and four stand for royalty, repentance, and fasting. Royalty, repentance, and fasting. Yeah, so connections to Lent as well, because mm-hmm. Lent, we were, they were, pur- Father wears purple too. And then Rose um, is, stands for abundant joy. So mm. Gaudate Sunday, uh, a okay. joyful awesome. Sunday. So it's one week before Christmas. Um, and then That's the only we, week you can be joyful. Yes, the only so week you can joke. be joyful. <laughs> uh, and then white is for light and purity. So it's called nice. the Christ candle, and it's lit when Christmas begins. I got the 33%. Yeah, it's <laughs> 33%. So yeah, that's, that's Advent and spiritual health. We hope awesome. you enjoyed and used this time of Advent to grow your spiritual health. Yeah, uh, enjoy your Advent, and God bless. God bless. Bye.